You ready? It's about that time. You're listening to Hoop Waves with Marlena Rodriguez. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Hoop Waves. What's up, my listeners? Um, Hope you all are doing good out there, staying safe like usual, but I'm so excited to talk to you again. We have a lot of exciting things to talk about, some stuff that's new, and yeah, it's just lots of lots of things going on in the world rather than, you know, this quarantine process, but I'm so happy to have joined once again. I'm sure you guys loved him and loved our talks. Alex is back, everybody. What's up, Alex? Hello. She loved me so much. She had to have me right back on the podcast. So thank you for having me again, That is Marlena. so true. It's not because I love New York. It's because I love you. So. She's, she's slowly trying to find her connection to get back into New York City. So. Yeah. Um, how are you doing from the last time um, we spoke? I think I'm going a little crazy, as yeah. we all are. Um but I'm probably doing the same stuff you are, staying inside, watching shows, um, eating, you know, <laughs> the normal quarantine stuff. Um, we had a good stretch of like weather last week where it was actually like, oh, this is this is actually fun. You know, it was like 75 and you could go outside and work out and things like that. But now it's back to being cold and rainy. So uh, oh, wow. the, quarant- the quarantine is real right now. Yeah, I know the the, <laughs> the weather mood is like shifting. Yep. It's like making making itself known. Um, okay, well that's that's interesting because over here in Cal in California, it was raining like usual like the other week or two, and then now it's like clouds and sunny. So it's kind of nice you get to see it from the window, but you can't really explore <laughs> it. So <laughs> that's uh, kind of a bummer. <laughs> am I the first ever? back to back yeah i was gonna tell you you're the first ever back to back i've had guests that came in like twice but never back to back so round of applause for you sir (laughs) good job (laughs) it's an honor (laughs) yeah pat yourself on the back (laughs) okay you can't see it but i am okay awesome um but yeah guys i wanted to bring back alex because it was just so fun talking and I think everyone loved the content we put out and how we spoke and, you know, the dorks we are. So <laughs> um, um, a lot of stuff, everyone that's listening and, you know, future of hoops is kind of crazy right now um, around the around the world. But let's talk hoops. OK, so specifically NBA first. So there's about 15 to 20 games left if the season were to continue. So I've been seeing a lot of people saying once the NBA comes back, which obviously they don't have a date yet. There's like estimations. But do you think once the NBA comes back that their season should continue or jump straight into the playoffs? Um, yeah, I think uh, you said 15 games, right? Yeah, between 50 and uh, 20 games left. Yeah, I mean, if say they cut five or even they just kept it as fifteen and twenty, okay. I, I think that's I think that's totally doable. Um, just, I mean, who says we can't watch basketball in in August or yeah. September? You know what I mean? There's not there's nothing wrong with that. I would actually, I would actually love it. it kind of seems like a dead period. You know, people aren't aren't that into the baseball, baseball regular mm-hmm. season. Yeah, until the playoffs come around. So, um, play the games, uh, finish the season the right way, and uh, we can all get to 
seeing exciting playoffs and, and finals and that's what we want you know yeah yeah I totally agree I've seen I kind of don't want them to jump straight into playoffs because you know I feel like then the playoffs would be a little bit sloppy um oh, yeah. kind of because you know they don't have I don't want to say the chemistry is completely gone, but repetition and certain plays and what players think they want from other players and, you know, just certain drills and the niche of each player and what they have, um, I think is kind of, it can fade away if you're not playing for long periods of time. <laughs> yeah, I guess, um, I guess, I think we all kind of thought maybe they would still be like practicing together at least, or at least that's what I thought, you know, mm-hmm. and then maybe their chemistry would be, staying together that way but it seems like they really are in the same situation as all of us um, yeah despite their their quarantines are probably a little more fun than us considering <laughs> they probably have their own basketball courts and gyms and, yeah acres and of acres of land <laughs> com- compounds and yeah um, man caves <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah that, that really wouldn't be fair give them a chance to um play some regular season games, get back into the flow of things. And, and that way we can kind of have a, um, an even and balanced uh, game going into playoffs. Yeah, totally agree with that. Um, but yeah, like you said, I'm sure um, everyone's doing their own quarantine style. I'm <laughs> You've seen so many like challenges that have happened, whether it's Trey Young's in-house challenge, um, like all-star theme of three-point contest, and then other people doing it and Steph Curry doing his thing. Again, um, when LeBron James like goes to Lakers facility with like his sons, not there's like no one there. It's just strictly them. There's no other players that we've seen um, that go throughout the same time span. So, um, yeah, I definitely think everyone's taking it into account of how serious the situation is. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, we're getting to see like how how goofy and young like these <laughs> kids and. and uh players really are at home and then like especially uh there was one night where lebron and his son Bronny were both on instagram live at the oh same my time gosh. Yes. <laughs> and, like Bronny was up in his room and then <laughs> lebron was downstairs playing cards with the rest of the family and it was so cool and pe- people were asking him questions and stuff like that and mm-hmm. um they asked him about uh game six versus boston when he was uh uh with the heat in 2012 and yep. just to get just to like be able to get um the inside track on his thoughts and what he's doing uh so cool it's like so exclusive because no one's saying it but him and no one's like you know saying the thoughts rather it's coming from him directly so that's a cool platform to have and yeah definitely i think it was funny that Bronny started an ig and lebron was just like where's Bronny? oh he just hopped on ig live (laughs) he's up in his room You get to see like how he's just like a typical teenager, you know, he's kind of hanging yeah. up in his room. He, he wants to be talking to his friends about about different things. And then the mm-hmm. family's downstairs and everything. So it was very cool. Yeah, I could definitely relate to all that. I'm sure other kids <laughs> <Yeah>. can, too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Going away. <laughs> be like, I'm gonna be in my room. Bye. <laughs> um, OK, so we both agreed that some games should be left going whether it's 15 or 10 I think that's a good idea of rather than just shoving into the playoffs um absolutely so we agree on that so also with um hoops talk we we saw that the NCAA ended their season obviously there was no March Madness no McDonald's you know events or anything like that um how do you think that I'm I'm sure like you know March Madness it's it's a big like 
it's a massive event. It's not just, you know, a tournament. It's like where people showcase themselves and potentially it grows like those young players um, um, draft stock. How do you think that goes into like the whole entire gist of all like all that combined? It's just sad, you know, like you always have um, there's I think there's like something like 300 uh, Division One A basketball programs. So obviously you can't watch you can't see everybody in the yeah. regular season. And you always kind of get uh, not only do you get a Cinderella team, but you also get a Cinderella player that you didn't know of. And you're just like, yeah. man, this, this guy's killing everybody. And, and maybe he can raise his draft stock. And, and that's those are the ones where it's a really um, a sad situation that they don't get the, the the media attention that they would have gotten or the spotlight that they would have gotten. So I feel I feel bad for um, for those kids. But my personal opinion, and I, hopefully you can kind of bounce back on me mm-hmm. what you think um i don't know i think they could have salvaged something here um maybe i, I guess now that i'm thinking about it, i guess the reason would be that they wouldn't be in school anymore and therefore they wouldn't be student athletes yeah. and couldn't, pl- and couldn't play mm-hmm. but i was thinking i was thinking you know what if they what if they cut it to uh, a 16 team field or an 18 field and they just had it and at small high school gyms without crowds or something like that you know any way to kind of still have some semblance of a tournament and get a champion i think that would have been cool but mm-hmm. just all all these just um black and white just cancellations uh they hurt you know the mcdonald's all-american game is just a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity i, yeah. I got to co- i got to cover and film so many kids this year that that made the team and uh, that was going to be really special. You know, there was a chance I could have been there as well covering the event. And um, yeah, that's just, it's sad that just got outright canceled. You know, maybe it could have been postponed and then, and then as this thing progressed, canceled later or changed to a different date or, uh, or anything, you know, it's all very confusing, but then again, we were all, we were all in the same situation. No one had ever really dealt with anything like this, um, especially, especially making decisions, on the fly so it's tough yeah I totally agree that they could have um I saw like some articles saying that you know even though the season ended and you know not ever not the the public can't see um like the massive tournament it provides but they're also talking about like seniors because seniors live for this moment (laughs) especially if teams um haven't made it like in I don't know 10 plus years and they finally get their like big big moment that it's not happening so I think a lot of people were heartfelt for them um but yeah I totally agree that there's some way whether it's I understand like academic wise and you know there's rules certain universities and how they run their programs and so but I definitely think they should be creative in developing or creating like a certain I don't know I don't know necessarily the word for it but certain like for it doesn't it doesn't fall like straight to their face, like smack them in the face per se, because, you know, they worked so, so hard for like four, three plus years, four, four years to get to that point. And so to see that happen um, was really, was really sad. But, but yeah, going forward, I definitely think they should look into a creative, a creative way for them to, whether it's like half of March Madness, not the full tournament, like if they need to cut it short or need to shorten teams, maybe get tighter. Um, I don't know where they, where their thought process is, but that's what I would probably say. And 
and yeah, just be, be creative, especially because we haven't experienced what is going on in the sports industry or in the world in general. So it's new to everyone and it's affecting a lot of things, but, but yeah, I think of how big that event is. I think they should be creative of trying to find a, a way to settle that. Yeah. And what you said about the, um, the seniors just kind of made me think about how, if you think about, uh, the, the, the teams that end up winning the March Madness, the NCAA championship, they're always these senior laden defensive minded, you know, they have seniors and juniors and, and those are the type of teams that, that win in the end, you yeah. know, like the Michigan, the Michigan States, things like that. The one and done era is upon us, but really we've had, we've only had two teams do it with the freshmen. We had uh 2012, we had Kentucky with Anthony Davis and Michael yep. Kidd Gilchrist. And then we had 2015 with Jalila Okafor and uh Tyus Jones and mm-hmm. that whole group. So um one and done is continuing and it will continue until the rules change. But as far as the best teams in college basketball, in the end it ends up being these senior laden teams that have been together for four years. They usually have a great point guard. Um i.e. Michigan State with Cassius Winston, which is, you know, that's a sad case because he's one of the best college players ever and he didn't get to finish his career the right yeah. way. So, um, yeah, it's tough for the seniors. And we'll see what the NCAA decides with the whole conversation about giving seniors another year. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if that conversation is still on the table because then they then they speak about, like, you know, how is that fair to the right. incoming incoming freshman? But then freshmen. again, no one like no one's year prior to that experience this event so like it's Mm -hmm. like you don't have to go through this so like come on like give them a leg up like (laughs) like it's not there's no um substitution or no resemblance at all i feel like we're gonna have an excuse for the rest of our lives we're gonna be like you didn't have to go through the the quarantine (laughs) of 2020 (laughs) you weren't there you weren't there during the coronavirus yeah so. that'll be our that's a really good point i'll be saying yeah. that now since you mentioned it yeah it's it's, it's our uh it's our great depression which yeah is a bad, exactly which is, a bad, which is a bad joke because we might actually be in a depression after this, no. So. no i know but you're right though like we'll we'll have a say like you didn't have to go we'll tell our kids kids like you didn't have to grow through this yeah. quarantine <laughs> um okay that's a really good point so so yeah, the NCAA should definitely do something. Um, I'm sure the public and once this is settled, um, whatever time frame that may be, I'm sure we won't be end up talking this. And I'm, I know so much on social media is definitely even players telling their truths and what they want to do and how they should handle it. So it's I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. So um, okay, so speaking of the NBA and how it's um in lockdown right now obviously um I know you listened to a podcast that LeBron was on Richard Jefferson's and I know you have something to say about that podcast uh yeah so LeBron's opinion on the the layoff was that it's like he you know he kept he keeps hearing people say like oh this is good for him this is good for him Mm -hmm. um and he disagrees and he's saying that like his body's very confused. You know, I think the whether it was March 11th when they officially shut down, his, he was saying his body was like, you know, what the hell's going on? He was just gearing up for the playoffs and everything. But uh, I just think, I think uh, this is ultimately good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, just the same way that missing the playoffs last year and getting that 
very long break over the summer um, was good for him because he was in the finals playing till June and then sometimes in the Olympics every single year. You yeah. know? And uh, he is a super athlete, he does take care of his body better than anyone uh, in the athletic world, arguably. Mm-hmm. But um, how could it not be good for him? You know, I'm sure he's still working out. I'm sure he's still uh, taking care of himself. So my opinion of, uh, of this was that it was a perfect opportunity for him to heal up any uh, nagging injuries he had and, and, and get ready because he's always gonna, you know, his minutes are not as crazy as they used to be. I'm kind of looking at it right now. Um, his high, his highest ever were, was 42 and a half minutes, uh, per game. Practically like the whole game. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much without coming off the court, you know, and then this year he's down to uh, 35 minutes a game, um, which is still a lot. And, but he plays heavy minutes, you know, like he's, he's the leader of the team he's orchestrating the offense he's playing defense he's rebounding i feel like it's um, smart minutes too it's not just yeah, him exactly. throwing them him in there to like you know be yep. be um be a massive player he is i think it's definitely smart what the coaching staff and what he agrees and you know obviously having ad on there doesn't hurt too so <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and i remember when they played the bucks it was like the last big game before yep. all this happened uh i think um Giannis was only averaging like 28 minutes a game because they were killing everybody and in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter he wasn't playing any fourth quarter minutes barely because they'd up, be up by 20 and in that game obviously was coming down to the wire and he was just Giannis was completely gassed because that was newfound territory for him and LeBron was flying right past him so um yeah rest uh Rest would do the body good, so maybe maybe LeBron's just getting antsy and he's just out there yeah. uh, dying to play. And I was gonna say opinion, maybe he's so. being tired of his family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe he's just like this body doesn't know how to deal with these kids. <laughs> yeah, we're we're all getting a little right a little stir, stir crazy. So yeah, but yeah, I definitely agree too. I know other players are like posting like Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, posting highlights of them, whether it's crossing up, dunking, and saying I miss it. So I know. You know, I think it's starting to hit every player that it like it's not coming anytime soon. So they're definitely in their own situation with that. But, you know, I feel like it could be I don't know. I could see it. I'm playing devil's advocate here because I could see it definitely in in your point of view in which I agree that um, the body can rest, especially if you're playing that many games and you're going like sometimes back to back and on like a seven day road trip or four days and consistently. So it doesn't hurt, but I think the mindset probably is telling them like it's on like a calendar or like a, um, like you have to do this and this and this, like, but there's no, sometimes there's no game to like play. So it's like, you're doing the same motion every time. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it's like, almost like um, your circadian rhythm. You know, yeah. If you're if you're a healthy if you're a healthy sleeper, you know you're you're going to sleep at uh, you're going down with the sun and you're and you're rising with the sun and it's almost like okay, it's it's deep into March, it's crunch time in the regular right. season, and then we're getting into the playoffs. You know what I mean? So they must be feeling that, mm-hmm. and some something doesn't feel right. Um, yeah, and so I, we're all going we're all going through that. So. Yeah, but that's interesting though that he said that because. Everyone is always 
you know, media and every article is, you know, the bodies are going to be great. We're going to have like a finale game in the playoffs each round because their bodies are going to be so healthy and it's going to be this magnificent playoff. (laughs) (laughs) Like we're never going to see anything like this because of how much rest they're getting. (laughs) Yeah. And it's interesting because his opinion was completely different. Um, Yeah. Last last year when they when they missed the playoffs, like I remember him saying that um, he's going to come back like so fresh because this was the first time in so long where he wasn't going to be playing deep into the summer. So it's interesting how like that was good for him, but this one he finds not. So it's, I guess it's all circumstance. Yeah. Speaking of media and what their thoughts are, <laughs> um, since the, the season was cut a little bit short, who knows? We know. Who knows what's going to happen in the future. But say if it were to end now, there has to be awards, obviously, in every season. So we have the MVP. We have Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and I just threw in Best Duo. So, um, And there's a couple other ones that I want to play with. But MVP, let's start there. So if the season ended right now, regular season, obviously the awards don't go into the playoffs. That's another discussion. But if it were to end right now, who's getting that MVP? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I had LeBron and then doing some <gasps> You're research. going away from your guy? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. This is shocking. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy, right? I, I literally had him. And then um, the like votes came out that Giannis had 60 of the 70 like first place votes. And I was just like shocked by that. So I had to go check out the stats and um, – yeah, Giannis is beating him. Um, the team record's better. Uh, he's out-rebounding him. I'm pretty sure he's outscoring him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am of the mindset that, like, you could always give it to LeBron. You know, he always seems to be on a totally. team where he, where he has to do so much and, and lead the charge and, and lead the other guys. So I almost feel like there should be a special, uh, a separate award for him <laughs> every year. A which LeBron award but... until he exit, <laughs> until he retires. Here's your reward. <laughs> Continuously. It's going to go to you. Yeah. And, um, so if things, uh, continue on status quo, I, uh, I guess Giannis will be a back to back MVP winner, which is pretty okay. special. How about you? Um, I'm shocked. I'm shocked <laughs> with your answer. But I love Giannis. Um, he's just a Greek freak he is. I love how he built himself up from the very beginning. I love his story. Um, but, you know, there's only one king in the kingdom. And it is the LeBron James. And that's who my MVP is. Um, that's funny that you look wow. at all the stats and everything. You shouldn't be mad. Hello, it's your favorite player. Don't no, be mad. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm mad that you stuck with it and I, yeah, you faded away. I don't know what's, I don't know what you're on right now, but you faded away from the right answer. But I, I, uh, I, LeBron James is, is the MVP. Um, I know everyone's talking about like this narrative and he's in his 17th year. No, no person in that during that age or season should get the MVP because their their bodies flaying and going away. But you know what? I don't care if this is a narrative or not a narrative. All I know is that LeBron James is one man show. And he, if even if he didn't have AD um, and had some of the pieces, actually, no. Okay, cross that. Take that back. He needs AD to, to be the number one in the West. Scratch that. I corrected myself. Thank you. I just had to say it. Um, but 
LeBron James is the MVP because I think he brings a lot to the table and the pieces he has around, he makes them better. And I think a, the MVP should do that when it's on a team and has, you know, the a top seed in their in their um in their um in the West. So I know everyone looks at stats, which rightfully so. There's so many, you know, I feel like there's so many algorithms and everything towards this MVP like <laughs> award that people dive into. Um, I'm only waiting for like if you know what do they eat for breakfast that that'll determine <laughs> what the answer will be but but um but yeah i'm going with like my guy king james um i think i think i fell victim to the analytics and now i feel sad yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> but I, I, always, I always vote with my heart until this very moment. damn it <laughs> you're in the media realm what is wrong with you your vote matters <laughs> don't fall for the analytics alex <laughs> But um, yeah, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like even though I know he he mentioned that he doesn't want to be a narrative and I it, if you want to make a narrative, it's a beautiful narrative. A whole bunch of things can come out of this, but away from it, I definitely think that, like you said, he I feel like he keeps his body in tip top shape and he's always perfecting his craft and his body's like a, I don't know, it's like a 25 year old. Like it's like it hasn't <laughs> aged. Not only his hair has aged, not him. So <laughs> there's been a lot of, um, yeah, it's a it's a lot because there's so many great players. But I think he he always ends up to, and I think everyone knocks him off because, like you said, I think he should. There's always like room in the MVP for LeBron James. So it's only a matter of when and what season. So, but yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's my pick. Um, okay, All going right. on, rookie of the year. Who do you got? Do you got the former number one Zion Williamson? That's oh, it's um. He didn't play for quite a while, so I'm gonna let you just let, think on that. <laughs> yeah, so obviously it's a it's a two man race. It's between Ja and um and Zion, and I feel like we kind of got robbed a little bit because if it had continued or, you know, who knows, we might get to see a full season, but we would have mm-hmm. had like a really, really cool race for rookie of the year, which doesn't really happen that much. You know, it's usually yeah. kind of a, it's usually kind of one standout that runs away with it. Um, so on that merit alone, I'm going to go. <laughs> right, don't biggest... tell me I'm looking at numbers again, Alex. No, come on. no. All right. Then forget it. I'm going with Zion. Zion. He's the best rookie in the NBA. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like Zion. I like Zion. I saw him in Las Vegas, NBA Summer League. Um, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. He he was a monster. Um, I got to watch him. So I definitely think Zion, He's he has amazing talent. He's definitely one in, one in, a, one in a dozen. So, but I don't know what it's in the water. I don't know what's in the water today for me, but I'm going against you like full throttle. <laughs> so Wow. Wow. I'm going with Jaw. Jaw Morant. I don't know if it's the swag he brings because of Russell Westbrook and I love my Russell Westbrook, so I don't know what it is, but I feel him putting Memphis higher on the map and, you know, really putting his head down and hustling. Um I think I think he's gonna he's gonna take it home. So that's my pick. I respect it. Okay, I'm glad. Okay, <laughs> so defensive player of the year. 
I feel like we can come to an anonymous anonymous decision, but again, I don't know because right now we're not on the same page. So, uh, defensive player of the year. Yes, I am going with your guy. I'm going with Anthony Davis. Okay. And, uh, I have an interesting take on like defensive awards. I kind of like. I kind of like when it means a lot more to me when they're doing it on both ends. Like obviously mm-hmm. Anthony Davis is excelling on offense as well. And that's even more impressive that he's still putting that much effort into, yeah. um, into defense and the blocks and the key stops and uh, just protecting the rim for one of the best teams in the NBA is just um, a crucial role. So I think he deserves it. Um, you know, it doesn't take anything away from, Rudy Gobert's offensive game, but I just think, you know, he's people know him as a defensive player and that's what he kind of focuses on. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Anthony Davis for this one. Okay. I agree with you. I definitely think AD, (laughs) I know, shocking. (laughs) I definitely think Rudy, um, definitely is a landscape in the defensive, like, um, player of the year field. Like, he's never going to go away, I feel, because he brings so much. But, like you said, I feel like AD does a bit more, and I think his game's more complete, and I think that can really transcend into earning that Defensive Player of the Year. And so I definitely think since, you know, obviously they're both known and usually um, known for blocking shots in the paint, but I think AD is also shockingly, like, gotten steals and, like, been up front in the ball and not shied away from guarding multiple positions. So I think that really um, transcends of him earning the reward because I think Rudy, um, like others, like they're not expected to guard each like position, but I think it's really helpful and I think it really pushes the envelope. So that's my thought on it. Oh yeah. I think uh, you made a great point. Like I think Anthony Davis can guard more people than Mm -hmm. Rudy Gobert. Like, Granted, he's, uh, I think, Rudy Gobert is seven foot, seven foot something, and uh, Anthony Davis is, what, 6'11", six, six but yeah. still, like, Anthony Davis can come out on the perimeter if he has to. Um, he can guard, like, a four or a three, and then obviously mm-hmm. he, can guard, he, he can guard a five, which is, is super impressive. So, yeah, yeah. I'd, like to see him, I'd like to see him get the award this year. Yeah, me too. Okay. Um, we're going into best duo. So let's just talk about who the duos are. So should we just do five or maybe, like, four? I don't know. How many can um, we name? So there's AD and LeBron. There's Russ, Russ and Harden. Yeah. Paul George um, and Kawhi. Yeah. Damn, there's some good ones. Um, I'm trying to, I'm blanking. Um, what are some other ones? There's, oh, Ben, ben Simmons, ben and, Joel. Yeah. Ben yeah. Um, um, oh, Steph and Clay and Katie and Kyrie. So wait, do you want to cancel out the ones who haven't played? We should probably cancel yeah, can- out. Can- Cancel out the last two because okay. yeah, they're not playing this Okay. Year. Maybe in the next year or so, that'll be really interesting. But, okay, so we got yeah. LeBron, AD, um, Joel and Simmons, and Kawhi and Paul George and Russ and Harden. So who do you got? Best duo. Okay. okay. Um, I guess you can look about look at, like, how you – determine a duo you know is it like is it chemistry is it results is it how they play off of each other yeah Um, because it's interesting because if you want to say all right let's look at um russ and and hard uh russell westbrook and james harden they play almost an individual game 
but they just happen to be on the same team. You know what I mean? So you have to say mm-hmm. they're a duo. Uh, whereas um, AD and LeBron, they really uh, coexist together and play off of each other. And yeah. uh, I feel like there's definitely they, an interior and exterior like type of play. Yeah, and they have they just have a great chemistry. There's so many. Um, there's been so many plays this year where LeBron will drive and the defense will collapse, and then mm-hmm. you know we're watching the game. We don't even see AD, and all of a sudden LeBron's throwing a bounce pass through three guys to mm-hmm. to Anthony Davis or a lob to Anthony Davis. Um, so I'm gonna go with LeBron and AD. They're dominating our our podcast right now. I know, like <laughs> Lakers. Can you sponsor this podcast, please? <laughs> I know. Los Angeles reach Lakers out, out there. Yeah. Reach out, we got you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Le- LeBron and AD, based on the fact that uh, they're kind of a, a very traditional like guard and big man uh, mm-hmm. duo with lo- lots of chemistry, and they can play on the co- on the same court at the same time the whole yeah. game. Um, so yeah, that's my answer. Yeah, um, I'm gonna agree agree with you once again. Um, I definitely think LeBron and AD are one of the or the best duo right now in the league um like you said I think chemistry plays a good part and I think they just even it shows that they're having fun I think that really um elevates their game when you and and your um your teammate both notice and both know that you guys are making something special and I think it shows on the court and so I know that what they're doing is special and I'm pretty sure they know, especially of that they're number one in the West. And I think their top goal is, you know, obviously winning it all. So I think it definitely shows and the numbers don't lie and their talents don't lie. And I think they showcase it really well and are ex execute it really, really well and compared to the other duos. So I'm gonna go with LeBron and A D. Awesome. Settled. Okay. <laughs> Lastly, or not lastly, I'm sorry, best beard. These are my fun ones, guys, because I know they don't have awards for this. But, you know, it's 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 it should be an award. Let's just let's just make it facts. Okay, best (laughs) beard. Who are you giving it to? Are you giving it to the obvious one or think back of all the beards that you you've seen in the league? (laughs) Oh, we're doing best beard in history. No, no, no. Just in the league right oh, now. Yeah, okay. that's too many beards. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, hmm. Tyson Chandler has a really, a really classic and and uh, okay, uh, good beard. Um, but yeah, I mean James Harden. How can you not choose <laughs> the guy who's who's literally called the beard? So yeah, <laughs> he's made an entire uh, trademark out of it and Seriously. and a, a persona out of it. So I'm gonna go James Harden. Okay. James Harden. You know, I was going to do the obvious, but I love my guy, Steven Adams, caveman, Aquaman, whatever you want to call him. (laughs) He is killing it with the beard. Okay. He makes it known. Yeah. Steven Adams. And I was looking at images and, you know, I was zooming in because I want to see the flow of it and I approve (laughs) the flow. Okay. It's not scrappy. And I don't know what's going on in there. It's not too full. So it's just like the perfect right amount to me. I love the analytical work. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) I looked at many beards. I was looking at Birdman. His looks really scrappy and a little too much for me. So it doesn't look well kept. But Stephen Adams, your your beard, my friend, is a okay. 
Um, okay. Are we going to do a six man or no? Okay. Do you have a six man? I was going to ask you, do you have a six man? Uh, yeah. Um, Let's hear a six so man. Okay. So it's between uh, Dennis Schroeder of Oklahoma City and Montrez Harrell of the good Clippers. Pick. And um, this one's tough because Dennis Schroeder was like, uh, I believe he's from Germany. And when he w- came into the league, he was mm-hmm. like, kind of very highly touted as like the next one of the next great point guards that that never really developed um whether it was you know the case of which team he was on or whatever but it's been it's been really cool to see him do so well in the thunder this year um averaging 18 points a game but i'm going to give it to Montrose harrell because they're the better team and also um it's he's a unique case because the six man is usually like a, a scorer or a shooting guard or something like that and mm-hmm. he's this he's this like very high energy um big man who hustles and gets rebounds and plays defense so uh yeah i'm gonna go with Montrose harrell the clippers yeah that was gonna be my pick um Montrose harrell and lou williams they were both i believe in the last year awards they were both like the top two and it was either going to one or one or the other but obviously lou got it so but yeah i definitely think Montrez brings another element to the team um, even though they have two great, again, one of the best duos, Paul George and Kawhi, but you have to have another piece if you're going to play in this league, especially now that everyone teaming up and having a duo on their team. And I think Montrez definitely brings the energy and brings almost like a Draymond, but I think it's more effective as his skill set of what he brings. But back then of with the Warriors, Draymond had to be on that team in order for them to win championships. And I think Montrez definitely can bring that side of that team yeah, we need to just move this show into the stable center and set up shop because <laughs> yeah yeah it's going <laughs> we're, crazy <laughs> we're the number one fans right now right um okay so that's our six man so going back to the fun ones best smile who do you got for best smile oh my god best smile i mean I just wanted to say that I've never thought about the best smile in the NBA before Marlene asked this question. Think of all the media that you've seen and players <laughs> smiling with it. Think um, hard. All right. Can you go first, please? Okay. So okay. mine. So there's a few. Um, I think LeBron James has a great smile, but I think we should fade away from LA <laughs> yeah. right now. So, um, my top one is Chris Paul. I think he just has the right dimensions and he, his teeth are so clean and his eyes like squint like a perfect amount, kind of like, you know, you can still see the eyes, but <laughs> I'm really going far in depth, but yeah, no, anyway, Chris Paul, I think he has a great smile. I would, you know, I would look at that smile constantly if I had if I had a pick. So that's my okay. that's my best smile, Chris Paul. Thank you for giving me some some time to to think about all the lovely smiles. <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> all right, but I'm gonna go with Zion because oh, that's a good um, one. I think after LeBron, I think Zion um, has a chance, if not already to become one of the most marketable um trade marketable uh players in nba history he's got you know he's just got the smile he's a good looking kid obviously he 
is just an insane, like never before seen athlete. And um, I think he's going to sell a lot of products. He's going to sign a lot of endorsements and the smile plays a big part in that. So I've always loved his smile. He's just like, he, he just looks like such a joyful young kid. He, ha- he still has that, um, that kid energy and that, yeah. that kid persona, which he, he's only 19, so he should have it. Right. And, um, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. It's a good choice. Um, okay. Best style. I'm sure there's a lot of options there that you can think of best style, but who is your best style? Would you like me to go first or do you have yours? Yeah, you can go first. Okay. Mine is hands down. No question at all. The fashion king, Russell Westbrook. Okay. You like his style? I like his style. Don't bag on his style, Carol. I will have to go to New York and do some damage. But Russell Westbrook, it's the confidence, okay? If you're going to pull off that wear of what he brings to to the fashion industry and to like the stadiums that he goes to, you have to have that confidence. You have to have that swag. Not everyone can pull it off like Everyone says on NBA Countdown and all these other outlets before the game and they show the players walking in and they all have their opinions and say like, oh my gosh, that's that's dreadful. I don't know what you're wearing, what's going on. But there's always one person that says the confidence. And if you don't have that confidence, I'm sorry, you can't put off, you can't pull off any style you wear. So Russell Westbrook is my guy. So the style okay. is Russell Westbrook. He's definitely got the the confidence. I mean, mm-hmm. you can see all the way in in this in the, um, the way he plays and everything. But I I'm gonna completely disagree <laughs> okay. because I just like it bothers me when they like show the pictures and videos of him and they're like, oh, Russell Westbrook and the style. Like I just I don't know. I just don't think oh, I don't. My- <laughs> God. I don't think I don't think style is just finding like the absolute weirdest thing to put on your body. Weirdest. He there was one time where like he dressed up as um he wore like a construction like <laughs> orange hazard vest and then said it said like photog on it and first of all I think that was even... that was like wasn't that a bash to Katie or something? I don't know, but photographers don't even wear orange vests, so it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's really strange. Okay, moving uh, on. Uh, no, 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 no. I didn't <laughs> Don't bash my guy, okay? <laughs> All right. Um, so since, like, I really, I'm kind of a minimalist when it comes to style. I just like very, like, basic. Um, I feel just, like this is going to go to, like, a Dwayne Wade or something. No, I like Devin Booker. Um, okay. Because he. That's my guy, too. So I, yeah. I like that pick. <laughs> like go he's on. Flash, it's flashy, but it's kind of, like basic not in a bad way but basic at the same time you know like grays yeah. blacks grays blacks blues and then there was like one game where he has this like murdered out ferrari and he like came out of that and came, uh, showed up at the game in that and like came out of that and, and just like the clothes he was wearing and everything and it's just um yeah he's well put together i like his style uh so that's what i'm gonna go for and okay. the arts our two picks are very different <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like minimalist too, but I don't know. The way he wears it, the way he struts, I don't know. I just can't, I can't let go away. But there's so many, like there's Ben Simmons who has like a Kelly Oubre. I think he's the next Russell Westbrook because again, he has that style and mindset. Um, again, like the minimalist, Kevin Love, Dwayne Wade, LeBron, um, Chris Paul sometimes. But, but yeah, there's a lot of style out there, but 
you know, Russell Westbrook uh, just makes it <laughs> makes it loud, makes it known. So, okay, yeah, moving I hope on. Listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> she loves you. I hope he listens. Please listen. <laughs> My phone number is... No, I'm just kidding. Um, Okay, so moving on. Today was announced that, you know, going future more um, to see what the whole aspect will be in drafts. So the WNBA just announced that their draft is going to be virtual, obviously, um, on ESPN2. And by the way, it's April 17th at 5 p.m. Pacific time, if y'all don't know, but... But yeah, everything's going virtual, like shows and, you know, since everything can't, it's not normal right now, but moving, um, going towards that, how do you think the virtual draft and how does it affect players and, um, you know, like at the NBA draft, they're kind of still thinking of if that's going to be virtual or if that's going to postpone or how that'll work, because I feel like you know, you've lived like your whole dream to shake that commissioner's hand, like everyone says, to make it real and to see your family out there and, you know, show off to the public of what you've done. So how do you think that aspect will turn out? Yeah, that is um, like you always hear them say, like, it's been a lifelong dream to go up on that stage and, and shake the commissioner's hand. Yeah. Uh, maybe this time they'll just do like an elbow bump because that's what <laughs> me and my fr- friends have been doing lately. <laughs> so do like a hand, um, sh- a leg yeah. shake thing with yeah. them. Like just a little foot tap. <laughs> um, uh, so that aspect of it is bad because they don't get to uh, walk up on that stage. But as as far as just being virtual, I, I don't think that's the tough part. I think that can be done um, rather easily. I think the hard part is assessing and evaluating the kids. I just think like, you know, yeah. obviously they, they, they pulled the scouts off of the road. And I just think it's so important um, to see the kids in person, to go through the the combine, to go through the workouts. Um, You know, you have someone like LaMelo Ball, who's a legitimate shot, uh, at least before the coronavirus thing, is a legitimate was a legitimate shot to be a number one pick. But Mm -hmm. he's so he's so unknown. You know, we only got um, three years of high school from him. And we didn't get college from him. And then he played in Australia um, where, you know, the exposure was kind of limited. So I think um, the scouts and NBA teams didn't really get the best look uh, at him. And maybe they didn't get to interview him as much and everything as they would normally. So I feel like it kind of shifts the favor uh, towards the kids who stayed home and played uh, Mm -hmm. American American college basketball. That were easy, like to find them and see them play and you know be up close and personal yeah someone like anthony edwards from georgia you mm-hmm. know um the the tape on him is probably a little easier to get they're probably scouts at um at every game of his and everything so it really does impact it a lot it's it's kind of crazy to think about like the 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 draft choice of uh these teams was was impacted by something outside of their control um so yeah, that's the sad part about it. As far as like virtual, if it's just like streamed or something like that, I think um, everyone will still tune in. Uh, yeah. It's just it's just sad for the players that they don't get to experience that that walk up and that moment um, in the spotlight. Yeah, like you said too, um, that since there's gonna be hardly no NBA combine and you know the league still finding ways to for teams to like get to know the player but usually teams fly out the player or the team goes to them 
But in this case, you can't like mm-hmm. go to them or see them personally or ask questions or get to know like what they're like and, you know, see up close and personal, whether it's um, sent, get um, flying them to your your practice facility or getting them, you know, it's like that misses a big chunk. And I almost feel like the teams have a short leash um, to pick a player. Like, do you go with the upside, like future aspect of the player? Do you see the hype around the player? Do you see the brand awareness around the player? Like, how do you choose the player? So I think that'll come in like a really tough situation for some teams, especially going into second in the second round. So, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if there really is a shakeup, like if if more American players get chosen higher now than they would have because, um, you know, there was there was less visibility on on people from Europe or, uh, like I said, LaMelo Ball in Australia. So Mm -hmm. that'll be really interesting. We'll see. Yeah. So, um, okay, Alex, put your GM hat on. I'm going to put mine on. And if you were a GM, how would you choose your player and from this draft, who would, if you had the number one pick, who would you choose? I'm going with Lamelo Ball because okay, I have a special bond with the the Ball family because if I can just tell a quick story, real yeah, quick. go for it. Um, it was it's called Prime Chino Hills. It was the year when Chino Hills had it was Lonzo Ball's senior year, so they had Lonzo as a senior, they had um, Jello as a uh, a, a junior and then they had um, Mello as a freshman obviously and they were going all around the country they were they were undefeated they ended up mm-hmm. winning like 60 something straight games they were just unstoppable the most unique and, and crazy offense you've ever seen and uh, there's a, a very big tournament uh, every year in uh, Springfield, Massachusetts called the Hoop Hall Classic where right. the best player, the best um, high school teams in the country all get in invited there you know the likes of like oak hill academy uh mm-hmm. mount bird academy from florida those teams and uh at the time i was just getting started with um video and everything and they are very strict because the games are on espn they're very strict about who they give credentials to and everything yeah. so they denied my credential oh so <laughs> so what i did um was i just i took like a very small uh handheld camcorder that could like fit in my pocket i know i hope the uh, i hope no one's gonna chase that it's okay it was a long time ago no one should have any <laughs> grudge <laughs> exactly statue limitations yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay uh so yeah i put that in my pocket i bought a ticket i uh, went into the arena and went up top in the last row and I filmed uh, the Chino Hills game like that and posted it. And like to this day, it's my number one video of all time. My YouTube wow. channel has, has 3 million views. Uh, it oh went viral. It went viral. And I just. Good for I've you. Always... You found a way <laughs> to get yourself in the door. <laughs> you know, you got to sometimes you just yeah. got to innovate. So, yeah, um, yeah so that I've always been on the ball family band bandwagon i've always nice. rooted for them um maybe some would say like it hasn't gone exactly how lavar had uh, <laughs> envisioned it or planned right. it but i'm still a believer and uh Mello, um he's taller than lonzo arguably he's more of a true point guard than lonzo um you know he's he's just as talented if not more talented so uh yeah i'm gonna go with lamella ball as a leader and um 
a point guard for the future of my franchise. Yeah. So I feel I live in Chino Hills too. Um, oh wow. So yeah. So I go like back and forth um, to my parents, but but yeah. So I it was actually when there were I think um, Lonzo was at UCLA still. Yeah, and he was barely he that's when he entered the draft. But anyway, um, there's a 24 hour fitness there, and so. I would like go and hoop and, you know, they would come to that 24 hour fitness normally. And so oh, yeah, I always post videos. from. Yeah. That. So I actually saw him when he was going into the draft um, right before like a couple months, probably. But but yeah, he was super cool. We I actually played like some horse with him. So it was kind of funny. And so awesome. obviously, yeah, he won because he dunked. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's not fair. Yeah. So I was like, come on, like I'm five foot like two. So. <laughs> I don't have the 47 inch vertical like um yeah so anyway but he was super cool he's super laid back um he's a jokester he's a so yeah I definitely have a little niche with the with the ball family too being from Chino but but yeah I would definitely go Lamella Ball because I think um he just brings a lot he brings a lot to the table and you know like I said it's whether it's the hype because let's just make it clear the basketball is a business and so the owners whether it's the owners choosing or gm or whoever you need to put seats or you need to put people in those seats and i definitely think wherever Lamelo goes a stadium or two is like filled up to the max <laughs> so yeah Lamelo ball sells tickets like yeah he gets by far the most views of you know all these these kids that we've covered in the past few years like we'll, we'll even have conversations of like you know as brownie develops like will he even reach the level that's of a good views question that, yeah of the level of views that Lamelo uh got and continues mm-hmm. to get so um yeah if you're looking to sell tickets uh, Lamella Ball is also your choice there. Yeah, so. and I think that's I think he fills like a lot of check marks when on paper, whether it's the height because he's big for a guard and um lengthy, and so I think his creativity is, you know, it's like it's still growing and it's already great. Um, but yeah, I think his shot selection is is getting really good, and I think he's just grown because obviously you see like whether it was Lonzo or um growing growing up and doing you know um getting reps in and him like showing mellow the way but but i definitely think he's grown up and matured because you know they have that show ball in the family so you get to see like the full aspects behind the scene of lamello and oh, yeah, so he's a goofball. yeah yeah and i <laughs> and i definitely think um he's a teammate too that is going to be really well with others i think he really showcases that um but yeah i just think he's a good player overall and I don't know. I really hope that number one tattoo on his chest doesn't <laughs> go oh into <laughs> into like sideways because he really put a number one. And I know it's not just because he wants to be the number one pick. And like, you know, you, you have to have that confidence. Like you, you have to make yourself known that you're number one and you believe in it. And what does it better than a full on tattoo on your chest? <laughs> so yeah, that's a that's a full commitment right there. Yeah, so I'm uh, hoping that tattoo doesn't go to waste. <laughs> so I would like um, your opinion, like because it's something I've always tried to figure out. Not with with not just with Lamelo, but with a lot of the kids that I've covered. Is mm-hmm. you know what kind of makes someone. Um, you know, for lack of a better word, like what makes someone, especially right now, what makes someone viral? Like he, 
like I got like, you know, when he was a freshman, he had the crazy hair. Yeah. He, you know, like the, he was shooting from half court and all this stuff. So I, I understood that. Um, but I always kind of look into, okay, I'm covering this kid. Why, why is he getting so many views compared to, to this other kid? You know, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't always just go by talent. There's, you know, and we kind of talked on some of the subjects just today, the mm-hmm. smile, the smile, the style, yeah. um, things like that. There's so many factors that play into marketability, I guess you could say. Right. Um, so, you know, what do you think it is about Mellow that, just kids all over the world just want to tune in just watch them yeah um I definitely think it's whether it's in any industry I think showing your true self like personality and not being afraid of what others will think I think makes it really relatable um shocking as it may seem because you know you don't think that someone can be like you because you're you're the only one that's like you see yourself doing this but I think a lot of people um see that and also I think just yeah, the personality, personality and what he owns up to. And, you know, just like, um, obviously it helps to make him viral because they have like a really big show on Facebook. So it's kind of hard to go there, but, but yeah, I think just being your true self and, you know, it's, it's just, um, highlights help too, because obviously everyone wants to, you know, see the highlights and what they can do on the court. But I think what really how you said of how Bala's life focuses on the talent and like the personality and tries to like focus on celebs. But I definitely think the personality trait because it definitely grows into something bigger um, because I think your audience will grow with you. So that's my take on it. Um, I'm not professional, so (laughs) don't take that into account. But that's what that's what I see. So. Yeah, it's just always been an interesting um, question, I guess, because I get to see like the analytics of my videos and things like that. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, looking at the past year, like my best performing videos, it, by far, like it was not always like the num the um, the most talented kid. It was it's always like just the kid that's talented, but also he's got the good looking face or the style yeah, yeah. or the smile you know mm-hmm. um so it's like you basketball is a rare sport where it's so um intimate and personal you know the court isn't that big the fans are on the court and the cameras there's no there's no helmet there's nothing blocking yeah. your face um so all that plays into it so much you know not that football players aren't marketable but there's def- they're definitely not as marketable as yeah, nba players right. because you don't see their face um and it's just not as intimate so mm-hmm. yeah there's, there's so many factors that play into it, and i think it's a it's a cool um kind of thing to look into and think about yeah and so going forward i definitely think that each player has their niche and they just you know sometimes it's the hairstyle sometimes that's what draws people to it sometimes it's the way they talk maybe it's the way they they strut i don't know just certain niches I'm sure each player has and they just have to figure out what is theirs and once you find it you just have to run with it so awesome yep so that's my professional <laughs> advice take it as you as you will um Mark, marketing from Marlena there you go yeah M&M <laughs> there you go um okay so we're about an hour in and I know that we're close to our mark but I want to talk about what, like, have you, from the last thing we talked or last time we talked or even now, um, 
I feel like each I feel like I have to look at the calendar even though I'm like working from home I feel like I need to work like look at the calendar and make sure each day like I know what day it is because I could get lost sometimes but what have you done like what's your typical day usually ever since like this started and what clothes have you wore particularly oh I've worn the same clothes every single day (laughs) oh nice That is awesome and nasty at the same time. <laughs> it's easy. Um, it's easy. <laughs> no, like, uh, you know, I'll try and um, what's been really helpful, honestly, is getting outside. Like on the days when it has been sunny and it has been mm-hmm. semi warm out, there was a, um, there was two days in a row where I went to the beach and um, it was just that was the most helpful thing. You know, getting some vitamin D, getting some fresh air, um, seeing that. You know, the world really isn't ending. It's not um, so right. doom and so doom and gloom as as everything uh, makes it out to be. Um, so, yeah, getting a workout just kind of. Um, Are you doing home kinda, workouts? Um, so me and my friends will meet up and we'll work out outdoors. Uh, OK, just three of us. We'll try and keep uh, social distance and everything. But, um, right. <laughs> you know, do the elbow bump. You know, no, hand, <laughs> no more handshakes. So. <laughs> Um, all one, you're missing one, is a head bump and then you're all good I, I know. <laughs> uh, one important thing though is I did yesterday I did attempt to do my own podcast inspired by you of yes okay <laughs> let's hear it <laughs> it went horribly wrong okay <laughs> no. I, I totally underestimated the importance of Marlena in the conversation <laughs> oh like um it's just hard to do it by yourself yeah uh w- without someone else there to you know to laugh at your jokes or to yeah balance, it's hard bounce, <laughs> yeah to bounce the conversation off of to get another opinion mm-hmm. it's also it's also awkward just the starting point you know i <laughs> I, I probably took about like 25 different takes of all right guys like thanks for tuning in um this is what we're going to talk about today <laughs> so but um so yeah i got frustrated and i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm sorry I'm this gonna... is so bad to laugh. yeah this is like not helping me <laughs> i applaud you for trying though because a lot of people are too afraid just to turn on the recording button and hear themselves yeah. so good job on that part yeah i'm not officially i'm not officially giving up i'm gonna keep trying yeah. um, but i do think it'll be beneficial for me to have a guest or to have a Mm co-host um or something like that because um uh you know during this time when you're asking me what i'm what i'm doing i i'm you know thinking a lot creativity creativity and uh i want to have i want to have more of a personal presence on Mm -hmm. my my pages you know i want to share my opinions my thoughts yeah um I want those to be valued by the listeners. I want, I, you know, I want, I want people to want to tune in and see what I have to say and, and, totally. uh, and, and all that. So that's what I really want to work on. And I think the podcast is like the perfect avenue for that. So if I can figure out um, and get better at doing that and figure out a good um, format, that's going to work for me. Yeah. Uh, that'll be great. I'm sure you'll How be successful. Um, Thank you. I have been in PJs the whole entire time. <laughs> Um, sometimes four days straight, sometimes multiple PJs. It just depends on how I'm feeling. Um, but I try to get nice, nicely done as much as possible. Like I did my hair yesterday, so 
that was a big step. So just just for yourself, right? Just for myself. Yeah, I blow dried it <laughs> ever since like yeah. So I've I've been doing that. Um working a lot around the house, doing some home projects, trying to stay busy. Um, walking my dog. She's a handful. Her name's Aspen, so she's a white German shepherd. So sometimes she can get Ooh. a little little antsy, but no, she's great. That's a beautiful um, name and a, and a thank you. beautiful dog. Yeah. I'll send you a pic for you can drool okay. all over her. Um, <laughs> Cause you said you're a cat guy. So I'm going to try to no. switch you over. Oh, but, man. but yeah, I've been in my PJs. Those are the clothes that I have worn. Um, haven't really gone out. I'm trying to make, I've organized my room. So I'm trying to, I have like a big space now that is right in front of like my big, my big mirror. So I have a yoga mat, so I'm tempted to hop online and do some yoga. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. But go. yeah, so I'm trying to stay fit as much as possible and drinking wine, which is always good, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> you and LeBron. Yeah, I'm taking after LeBron James. I'm trying to do his his wine <laughs> workout. Um, um, one thing I did, I mentioned to you um, the other day, is like. I got to the point where I literally had to turn my phone off. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So go ahead. Yeah, we can touch on some mental health a little bit, um, which I think is is very important for for everyone in this time, which is kind of unexpected. You know, I don't think anyone thought about it. Yeah. It's just um, this, listen, like, don't get me wrong. Like, this situation is obviously bad. It's tragic. But I just think everything is so sensationalized and just everything is just negative right now and I just I hit the point where I was so bored at home and I was just going from you know Twitter Instagram Facebook you know just repeat and I'm just seeing like constant negative news cycle and Mm -hmm. if and if you just sit there and and intake that you would have thought that the world was coming to an end and and there was just bodies laying in the street and and yeah tumbleweeds and everything and you know and then you go outside and it's like oh the sun is shining there's people still outside like everything's gonna be all right but um yeah really the negativity just really got to me and also I think it became clear that I was very addicted to the phone which yeah. I don't I think a you lot need, of like us a are. cleanse yeah exactly I think a lot of us are but don't realize it so mm-hmm. I took the three I took the three days and it, and it really helped a lot you know um in, in the times that I would just pick up my phone and occupy my mind with that, I was able to think about things um, and do other things, you know, just out of boredom, you know, if I would, yeah, you know, in a, in a typical day, if I would stay in bed longer, just because I have my phone now, you know, I'm not just going to stare at the ceiling. So it's like, oh, I might as well, I might as well get up and make breakfast and, yeah, and move around. go work out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's very good. It's, I, I can't tell other people what to do or anything, but that's, that worked for me. I found it very helpful. And um, yeah, I think everyone should just like take a deep breath, calm down, like think, kind of have a filter, you know, like, okay, yeah. this is, this is what the news is saying but this is what I feel and this is what I can interpret from, interpret from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to let it affect my mood and my mentality. You know, it's very important um, that we all kind of do that in, in this moment. Yeah. I definitely think the social cleanse or even, I know um, mayor, the LA mayor here, once he gets on the news, he said that, you know, 
archive the news stay away from it like don't really focus like don't let that be your focal point because it can lead to depression and it's scary sometimes because you're seeing all these stories and cases going on and deaths and everything and you know they're putting numbers out and you know once numbers are then are out there then it's almost like facts so it can get scary but um but yeah I definitely think a social cleanse and just you know focusing on yourself since you are at home and you do have like a small window to work work in um not necessarily like driving or commuting or wherever you may go but since everyone needs to stay in their household um more importantly I definitely think a social cleanse is best I actually did one before with one of my girlfriends we did a 20 um 20 day one and we were yeah we deleted like I didn't go on my apps I deleted my apps and it was just like almost like every morning I'd get up and check my phone but I'm like wait, I don't have anything to check. So I'd put it yeah. back and I'm like, wow. <laughs> Cause it's almost yeah, like it, a repetition. Like you just exactly. grab it. It's a habit. And it, um, it made me think like, like how things used to be because those days without my phone, um, you know, I still wanted to work out with my friends. So like mm-hmm. I had to just, I had, I literally had to just drive over to my friend's house and hope that he was home and knock on his door <laughs> and hope that he was home. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I was like, man, like, that's what you used to have to do. Like, you just have to, like, you used to have to just hope someone was home and just stop mm-hmm. by their house. Yeah, um, that's true. So. Just knock on the, on the door. Yeah. Hey, open yeah. up. Check yeah, if their so, car's there in the front yard. Exactly. So, it, like, exposed to me, like, how how different everything is right now and um, how interconnected we all are. And uh, I think it was good for me. I think I'm going to do it again. Nice. The hard part, the hard part is, is that like my job is just so I was going to say, um, yeah. <laughs> do you like answer on emails? Do you let your job know? Yeah. Like I, I, I checked my emails, like on my laptop and stuff. Yeah. But it, like, you know, my job is so based on like Instagram performance right, right. and, and yeah. Twitter and things like that. And um, you like live in the cool. world. Yeah, and I, I felt bad. Like I turned my phone on, and I just had like so many missed messages. I know, I know you reached out to me and stuff, so I like I felt bad about it. But um, ultimately, like yeah, you gotta like put your mental health first right now. Yeah, and, and, totally. Uh, f- figure out what you can do. Yeah, I totally agree. But yeah, that's definitely good to mention that social cleanses. Um, I I think it's highly um expected for everyone to whether it's one day a couple of hours just you know just take take your eyes away from the screen um it can definitely benefit you um and sometimes it could just lead you into another projects whether it's home projects or I know everyone always is saying like I can always organize my room better so maybe you need to organize your room everyone so look at your look at your layout and play with it and see what you can come (laughs) up with (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, good, yeah. but yeah, um I definitely think we talked a lot about um the future of hoops and it's exciting, almost like kind of crazy that we're going into this virtual space and what players will do and everything. So um and I'm glad we settled on the best beard and, you know, style and everything. <laughs> so that was a real good the, good the mention. The important stuff we covered. Yeah, the important things. <laughs> but I'm so glad that you tried the podcast. Um, I'm happy that I can provide a platform for you to practice also. So thanks again for coming on. I really appreciate it. No, it's my pleasure. And and um, you're absolutely going to be either a guest or you're going to have a role in, in my podcast. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you've already been such a big factor in it and it hasn't even um one episode hasn't even been made yet so um, you have millions of episodes just wait on it (laughs) okay okay just make sure you're ready for the ride i just want to tell you (laughs) Ooh, sounds exciting yes but um lamello ball that's our pick you're gonna pick yep number one pick it's it says everything the tattoo the hair the the family business the everything chino hills it all screams number one so we'll wait and see and alex thank you so much hope you're hope you're doing good over there um virtual hugs to you i hope your mental (laughs) you know health it's not you know it's a serious thing so i i just hope um don't worry about not texting me back because i'm just gonna be in one house so um i'll be okay um but yeah um talk to you soon and everyone i hope you're safe out there and i hope we're entertaining you with our lovely lovely um (laughs) disturbing (laughs) crazy content (laughs) so but yeah thank you so much again for coming on i appreciate it all right thank you for having me on okay okay hoop wave listeners hope you're doing good out there i'll talk to you later bye guys (laughs) 